You're listening to the Bird Dog Babe Podcast with my mom, Courtney Bastion. This podcast is sponsored by Purina Pro Plan, Boss Shot Shells, and Onyx Hunt. They may not have been able to see or or hear well, but <laughs> those noses never stopped working, no. never faltered. They were a hundred percent bird finding machines. <laughs> like how many times were there four old dogs pointing four different sharp tail? Yeah. Like I counted, I think three or four were legitimately, it was like, he's on point. She's on point. He's on point. He's on point. Like, right. It was, it was beautiful chaos yeah. the yeah. whole time. We are going to roll right into this episode as all of the sponsors of the podcast are covered here in the next 40 minutes. One thing I will mention, if you're a Patreon member, you're going to want to just hit stop right here and watch the live unedited video recording of this episode. If you're not a Patreon member, this is one of those situations where it's definitely worth the $5 to subscribe to watch this recording head over to patreon.com forward slash the bird dog babe and join us. If you have children within listening links or are one that doesn't approve of profanities, my apologies as I do like to keep this podcast show family friendly, but this episode does not fit into those guidelines. So you will want to press stop right here, right now. For those of you sticking it out for the audio, that's cool too. This episode is with guests Sam the Slayer Snyder, Katie Willis, Stephanie Walton Philipsack. Chances are I pronounced that wrong, but she's a very forgiving person, which I love about her. And Chloe Nostrand. This episode is a tribute to our dearly missed Bisto, whom we lost this past spring. Just this past weekend, a son of Bisto, Tetley, became only the second dual champion German wire hair pointer in the breed in the UK, second only to his dam, Vindy. Dual champion Tick and Coat talk tonight. Here in the US, Bisto has had only five litters and awarded the German wire hair pointer Club of America top producing German wire hair pointer sire multiple times producing numerous show champions, NAVDA utility prizes, NAVDA versatile champion, AKC master hunters, senior hunters, and now a UK dual champion. He never failed to produce a great combination of temperament, structure, and field ability. I am forever grateful to Una Russell for sharing Bisto with us. And I am so incredibly ecstatic to you and Peter Howard on breeding, raising, training, and handling Tetley to such honor as it's so very much deserved. We love you both and can't wait for you to be here to watch Tetley's half-sibling Nara run at the NAVDA Invitational next year. Okay, I'm not going to take up any more time about the five women and four old bird dogs that set out for a sunset hunt under the Sea of Sage in Montana because you have the opportunity to tune in to a special hunt with some amazing people for the next 2.25 hours right here, right now. All right, let's get after it. 
My ski patrol instructor, Gus Johnson, always said that you better look sharp and you better ski so like incredibly well. I said ski like a motherfucker, but I don't know. Courtney hates editing, so she maybe <laughs> hold that. Okay. But, but you better <laughs> ski so that when you come up on scene, you instantly inspire confidence with like how good you look. And that's just a really important um, thing to keep in mind. And I just love that this is our first uh, podcast with Chloe and she just right out the gate um, <laughs> pops in with like the best background of all time. Yeah. Like, and it's not like, it's not fake, right? She didn't fake it. She's not like, oh, and I just like, I put in the Zoom background, whatever. No, it's like, um, one, it's her real wall. Yeah. <laughs> so Patreon patrons in for some treats. They are bird dog. His bird dog. <laughs> oh, and he's here for the party. He's like, I heard that we're having a podcast that features me tonight. I will yeah. be here for this. Did you guys know in my new house this is my recliner? That's awesome. It's like this is where I stay. I yeah. love it. I love it. So no, um, what I'm going to do with the hunt that we had, um, profanities happened frequently and I'm just going to have to throw a big explicit on this and, and give the warning, you know, to, to the parents that have people or have children in the vehicles right now, you know, like, let's just, let's just go on to one of the other, um, you know, family friendly podcasts that I have and listen to one of those and keep this one to when you're, either on the lawnmower or maybe plowing the driveway, um, you know, throw those in your ears. At when the, you at have your point. ear pods in. Yeah. 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 yeah yep. Because what we had going on, on, on this hunt um, was a special thing. And with that come emotions and with that kind of comes the inner, the inner, I don't know, whatever needs to come out. It that's, it comes out. So um, Yeah. That's that's how we're just going to roll tonight. We're going to put an E on this one and and please pause or hit stop and do your thing, whatever you need to, or else let's keep rolling. We're good, right? Love right. it. <laughs> and Katie is Katie wearing pants. I'm not sure right now. <laughs> I think we have the same skirt on Katie. Do you have uh, a skirt? It's he does skirt. not wear skirts. Oh, okay. my, my, my legs are bisected, but my booty is tight. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick to the, um, to the, to the liquor cabinet and pick out a whiskey. Okay. Hmm. I feel like I've already, oh, let's do this high West campfire whiskey. That's a great selection there. Yeah, it is. Well, mm. I didn't. I may have had a yard sale and gotten rid of most of my possessions. I but did not. not. That did not include whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Priorities. Okay. So rather than in this episode, rather than rolling out, um, you know, the ads the way <laughs> I do, I would really love for you all to be part of that because um, with the sponsors of this podcast is you know, real genuine use of the products or, um, relation, familiarity, trust in, in those things. And I think that like, I could love to say like this specific podcast is brought to you by Purina Pro Plan Bright Minds. Yes. 
fuel, which fueled the old bird dogs. hundred <laughs> percent. I will, I will tell you right now, the only thing I have two regrets about Purina Pro Plan Bright Mind. Yeah. A, I only started using it in January, but even bigger than that, I wish that I would have done a before and after video because I cannot, I cannot believe the change that it made in my old dog. Like mm-hmm. last January, the last weekend of the season last year, we took bird dog out for a super flat quail hunt on a 43 degree day. And he walked for 20 minutes before he was like dogging at my heels. Like, and that was it. Like, that's all he had. And I was like, that's okay, bud. He was starting to get super anxious. He was getting lost in the house. Like you could tell that he was getting like, like, like he would walk into a room and you could just tell that he didn't know where he was. He didn't know why he walked in there and he would get really, really anxious and he got really whiny, which is something he's never done before. Mm -hmm. And six weeks of bright mind. And we're about to tell you a story where he hunted for three and a half hours, like hunted, right? Like hunted for three and a half hours. And he's with it. I mean, he's blind as a bat and he's deaf as a post, but he, he, his nose works great. His anxiety has gone down. His coat looks better. His weight has sort of, he was getting that like big chested, skinny ass old dog frailty last year. And he's like, re-muscled. He looks amazing. If you have a dog that's older than 10 and you have not done a two month trial of bright mind, I'm going to come and take your dog because (laughs) (laughs) he needs something better, man. I mean, we don't give threats with the sponsor stuff, Katie. We don't, we like, we don't do that here, but but... seriously, it's got to change. You saw it, Courtney. I did. I did. And last year. So when I met bird dog was in, was it November? November. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, end, of, October. end of October, but then you met, you saw him in January too. And he had gone even from October yeah. to January has just been like, yeah, we were pretty worried about him at that point. I, yeah. Yeah. And, and seeing him again this spring, I was like, holy cow, look at the frisk. The look frisk at all the frisk in bird dog. Who's now 14. Yeah. Yeah. And then you spent a week here training with us. What did that dog do that day? He did a two and a half hour duck search <laughs> over like four huge ponds. We just put, he can't, he can't stay afloat. So we get a little red floaty Cody on him. And yeah. I just was like, oh, I'm going to put the GPS collar in the floaty Cody. And like, Courtney was like, what, what? And I was like, oh, watch this. And he just took off. And just in his floaty Cody. So one, it's red. So you can see him like out in the ponds. We ended up getting a drone out to like see where to find he him. Find yeah. him. All he we was saw like- was wild ducks flying over our head while we were swimming with puppies. And we're like, well, he must be over there somewhere. He's getting ducks up. Yeah, <laughs> but, he we- was just like, but yeah, two and a half hours later, yeah. he just like trotted up to the truck truck and you can, he's smiling, right? Like he's absolutely smiling. He's like, I love <laughs> search man i'm a poor i'm a poor so yeah i mean yeah i can't like it's pretty great honestly like if you don't have if you haven't tried bright mind on on your old dog for you know give it at least six eight weeks like it's astounding absolutely astounding 
Yeah. Yeah. And if you run into Katie Wills anywhere, chances are she has a $5 off coupon to hand out to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I took so many coupons from the Pheasant Fest booth. And I was literally like every time, because it's like every time I swear to God, I was in, it was actually weird. I was in Petco buying dog food before I left Bend. And there was a guy in there and he had a gray faced short hair. And I was like, what are you feeding that dog? <laughs> like he was like looking at something else and I'm like um you need over here man and he kind of was like well you know a lot of people and I was like look dude like he's like I was like you're gonna hunt that dog he's like oh yeah our season starts in two weeks and I was like well then you're six weeks behind get this bag um, <laughs> like just handing out coupons like try this dude so good <laughs> well we appreciate you Katie Willis and and promoting the bright mind because it does make a difference it and you see you notice it more um, yeah, I would say like around nine to 10 years old, um, the further age they are, the more drastic and quick you see the changes, but yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty dang amazing. Yeah. So, Sam, and I you, know, Sam, you, that? Right? I, we switched about a year ago to bright mind for Rem and, uh, he still runs a lot. He just can't see or hear. So we have to mix, uh, some of the pro plan sport in with it um to keep weight on him yeah but his like his with itness is so much better than it was um and i mean even three years ago we'd be like 100 yards from the truck and he just kind of stopped and i thought we were gonna have to carry him back and like three and a half hours in the sage he's just fine (laughs) just (laughs) fine I think the thing, I mean, even more than the physical performance, like I got my buddy back, like his personality had started to change and he just was like, it, like I stopped wanting him to take place, to, to take him places because he was getting so anxious. Right. Just, it was like, it was like, he was like, it was like, he was foggy headed. It was like, have you ever had like a really, really bad, like head cold or something like that, where you just are like. Uh, I can't even think like don't talk to me I can't like turn the lights off I can't even watch tv and you're just sort of so out of it that you're not even yourself and like like yeah I'm super excited that I get to hunt him this season because I thought last year was the last year but right like he's back to being my bud in the truck man like he's sitting in the front seat he's looking out the window no like that clarity that comes with it like you can it's a very noticeable difference yeah for it yeah massive yeah. yeah he looks much better this season than he did last season yeah for sure yeah. but sam you did bring up a good point that is that is important to touch on is that it is only a 14 percent fat so a lot of us that have the younger dogs are feeding the 30 20 which is a 30 percent protein 20 percent fat so um as a senior dog typically they're spending more time on the couch right at, at that age they're not necessarily out hunting a lot. So that's why the fat is lower to a 14%. But, um, those of us, you know, that have these senior dogs that are really want to get out there and keep getting after it and they're able to, then we need to bump them up a little bit with, um, that, that fat. So, um, adding sport in is a really good idea to make sure that they maintain that weight. Yeah. That seems to keep his weight on and he gets the the benefits of the bright mind. So Mm -hmm. he's in, He's in good shape and ready to keep, keep hunting this year. 
Yeah. And I, I know Chloe was looking to get some for Shep. She actually texted me the other day. What was that food that I needed to get for him? So, (laughs) (laughs) so same thing. Yeah. His Um, is coming up. So he's about there. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy to think that, isn't it? They're so, there was such a handsome crew. Like, like Shep is such a good looking kid and like, Remy is so like I love that just like he just he looks like a Hershey's kiss like, <laughs> yes want to like and then Carmen like I, I think I saw her picture her face in like a gundog magazine the other day and she still is that good looking like did you really oh yeah she looked, <laughs> like it was a period of profile ad and I was like I'm pretty sure that's Garvin and she looks hot as shit. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little rock star. So now that we've completed like the longest Purina ad in the history of my podcast, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but without further ado, before we continue on to the next one, I, I want to go around um, because so that everybody's not just hearing <clears throat> voices and not connecting them. And then um, if you guys don't mind going around your name and then also um, introduce your, your dog and the age and the breed that, that we had on this amazing hunt together. Uh, Sam, I'll start with you. I think I forgot all the stuff I'm supposed to talk about, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm Sam. Um, Yeah. Sam, Uh, currently your last name for like a couple more days and then my last future last name. My last name until Saturday is Snyder and then it will be Tillman Mm. Uh, getting married during hunting season on purpose. Yeah. Hunt hunt every year by recommendation of Courtney. It was. Yes. I was like, that's such a great idea. Definitely doing that. So here we are getting married in October. Awesome. Our dog is a 13, he'll be 14 in December, German short-haired pointer. Um, He doesn't see very well. He doesn't hear very well, but he can still find a lot of birds and have some really pretty points. What else was I I supposed to say? Yeah, I think that, I think you got it. it. I got it? Yeah, I think you got it. I think you got it. Chloe. I'm Chloe Nostrand. I'm up in Livingston, Montana. And I have Shep, who's a nine-year-old uh, Griffon, and he's new to me. So we're figuring it all out together, and it's been really fun and special. And he's got a belly made of velvet. Yeah, oh, my God, <laughs> that belly velvet. It saved my life Sunday morning. Like, swear to God, right? We had been we had been tying one on every night at the bar in the little town that we'd been at. And we had been Thursday night, Friday night. By we don't don't include all of us. So <laughs> let's just put that there. But okay, anyhow, on. anyhow um, every night it got progressively later until Saturday night. Uh, everybody left and it was me and the bartender, bar owner, uh, Kale hashing it out man like we were in deep 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 stuff until three o'clock in the morning when I finally was like oh my god I gotta get up in like three and a half hours and go hunting and I I excused myself from the bar and I was like I am definitely showing my age because a younger Katie Willis would have like just rallied the whole night through and just been like I don't need to sleep 
But anyhow, I went back and then the next morning I felt like hell. And I was, Shep was sleeping with Stephanie and I went in to wake her up because she had this ridiculous thing. She like needs her alarm to go off like an hour before she has to wake up. And so she had been like waking me. So her alarm goes off and then the two muppies and the two renegade puppies are like, I need to wake up too. And I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up and go back to sleep. And so Stephanie was like, well, I won't set an alarm if you promise to come in and wake me up. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'll start the coffee and I'll come in. So I started the coffee and I went in there and I felt like a hell. And then I sat on the bed and Shep rolled over <laughs> and exposed his velveteen belly. <laughs> I was saved. I was saved. It is the most, it is a miracle of miracles. If you're ever around Chloe, just be like, I need that belly. Like that guy is, oh my God. <laughs> okay, Katie, why don't you continue on with uh, introducing yourself and your bird dog. Um, if you don't know who I am by this point in time, I just want to welcome you to the Bird Dog Babe podcast <laughs> as a new listener. <laughs> Oh, I'm Katie Willis, um, and I have a 14-year-old German wire hair pointer um, whose name is Bird Dog, <laughs> and uh, and he's wonderful, and so is everybody else on this podcast, and I'm crying because I love you guys so much, and I'm also laughing really hard. <laughs> I love that he's Bird Dog, not his original name, but it's like it's like somebody who's, who hunts, and they have their first son, and they name it Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> It's basically it, right? Like, it's so unreal. I will tell you, there's a funny story about it because, like, I named him Colt. His name's Colt, and I named yeah. him after John Coulter, who was a mountain man in Montana and I, just legendary sort of mountain man in Montana. And so I named him John Coulter, and I just kind of, you know, shortened it to Colt, and I was calling him Colt. And he was about a year and a half old, and I was in Big Sky, Montana, hanging out with a buddy of mine. And we were walking down the road and this guy in this big jacked up truck like cruises up and he rolls down the window and he's like, hey man, is that a wire hair? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I got one too. And he points to the passenger seat. There's this big old wire hair and he goes, his name's Ruger. And I was like, cool. And he drove off and I was like, what the fuck is with bird dog people being total assholes and like <laughs> always naming their dog after a fucking gun. Like, oh my God, right? And I'm just like, I'm just going off about like this stupid thing about everybody names their dog like Gunner, you know, like Hunter or like, you know, Remy, Remy, Benelli, yeah. like all this other shit. And my buddy finally, I guess I take a breath and he goes, yeah, no one's ever named, uh, no one's ever built a gun named Colt. And I was like, <laughs> and then he goes, 45. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, I am also an asshole. <laughs> so yeah, so not only did I name my dog after a gun, I also just named him after what he is. <laughs> Stephanie, our obligated hunting machine for the for this hunt, who flew <laughs> in from New Mexico. So didn't have didn't have a bird dog with, but was out there hitting the sage with us. 
I did, man. And so I'm, I'm Stephanie. I'm outside of Albuquerque. Um, and she's right. I flew into Montana to see my lovely friends. And I don't regret any penny that I spent to get out there because, um, man, that was quite a show that all the dogs put on, all the ladies put on. Um, with you guys' is shooting, I need to, to hit the range. <laughs> <laughs> And I have the, um, but I did bring my annoying alarm that I had to set an hour ahead of time. <laughs> mostly we need to know what Sam does to practice. That's, that's what we mostly need to know. The secrets this, will be revealed. Sam, the Slayer Snyder. Oh my the, God. The key is you just don't think. <laughs> the great thing is that she was, she currently is Sam, the Slayer Schneider. And now she's going to go to Sam the Hitman Tillman. Oh, I like that. It's good. Yeah, you were, I mean, smoking. I was say Terminator Tillman, but. Terminator <laughs> Tillman. I don't care what it is. Oh, my God. It's good. All right. Um, let's, let's finish our sponsors here. Not on any quick note by any means. Um, Onyx. Did anybody use Onyx for the very first time? by chance this weekend that weekend no okay no because we know what we're doing yeah i appreciate well, that about all of you would but be it, so lost without it yeah what's what's your favorite feature of onyx like why 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 do you use it uh for me i think the the nice thing is especially like it was our first time coming to montana uh to be able to get an idea of what the terrain looks like, have an idea of where roads might be and how far you might have to walk to get to a specific area within the, the land you want to hunt kind of thing. Um, it's, it's really like, I don't know how you hunt without it, like how people ever did it before. Because uh, it just takes so much time out of guessing what a piece of property might look like. And you get a pretty good idea and can at least find your way to where you want to go and then back to your truck pretty easily with it. Yeah, for sure. What was that? What was it? It's just Hyatt grunting. <laughs> yeah, right. I yeah. Totally just well, we just accidentally stepped on a duck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm crying already. Oh, oh just my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. What else? What else can you guys tell me about Onyx? Um, I'll say like for this past week that when I was on my elk hunt down in the Gila and um, when I was hearing all those beautiful bugles um, at nighttime, which they were doing all their business in the middle of the night, I was able to kind of put that onyx in that direction where they were bugling, or at least the, the bull that I wanted in that direction. And like Sam was saying, see the terrain where it was coming from and kind of pinpoint right where I thought he was. And I'll be darned if the next morning I didn't find him right where I put that onyx pen. So that was, and then I, you knew exactly the elevation too, that you needed to, exactly. to go. Yeah. Yeah. Stephanie, you are such a badass. Like <laughs> you're such a badass. Like were you you were out by yourself, right? Correct. 
you fucking went out by yourself mm-hmm. and like chased a bull elk and the only thing that stopped you was fucking covid yes that was <laughs> i wish i was more badass to be able to push through covid to get back oh dude time, but like i'll tell you it is uh i have done a couple of like solo elk hunts it's different than bird hunting man like when you go out solo and sit in your tent your brain gets weird man and so i actually had my camper luckily because i don't know if i would have been able to stay out as long as i did so i stayed out for five days um originally it was supposed to be six but i stayed out for five days and i was so glad i had my camper with me though because having covid in a tent I couldn't imagine. Yeah. It would be pretty yeah. miserable. <laughs> yeah. So I was able to, you know, kind of relieve my family of getting COVID because I was suffering in the woods by myself in the camper. Yeah. Self-isolation. Exactly. It was great. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I tell you, we, we talk a lot about the physical aspects of hunting and being physically prepared what I, what I learned this past week, um, because like you said, I'd been on bird hunts by myself before yeah. I stayed overnight, but never that long, or maybe like so far <laughs> in the woods as, um, the mental aspect that comes along with it. And there was some breakdowns. There was a, oh, yeah. a couple like, of breakdowns there where I just, I so wanted to pack up and go home right that minute. But, um, there's a lot of, I think that mental part needs to be talked about a little yeah. bit more it's a solo elk hunt man like and i think it's because like you're you're in pursuit of a singular animal and maybe it's the same if you go i've never i've only done solo elk hunts like in that setup Mm -hmm. but like and especially like tracking a bull and like you you know what you're you're like you're not just hunting anymore you're hunting a, a singular being and your head gets like it is intense like you're a badass like you are a badass to stay out there for five days like that is a long time to be out on an elk hunt solo like don't take anything away from that stephanie you are bad thank you you're right it does get super intense and but exciting at the same time when you're out especially when you can achieve something and find them even on your Mm -hmm. own that's Mm -hmm. something um it's a, a big achievement, even in my book, just to find them. And th- there's just something about elk too. Like they're just, they're ghosts. So like every single ghost of any, of any spirit, any soul that you've ever interacted with, I feel like comes to you when you're, when you're following elk, like they're, they are a ghost creature. Mm-hmm. Amazing. They're pretty quiet, just like sage grouse when they get up, man, they like an elk as big as it is can come in so quiet and those yeah. sage grouse, they take off and you don't even know that they were there unless you either see them or some, a dog has pointed them and they flushed wild because they are extremely quiet when they get up. Well, if you want 20% off on X, <laughs> use, use promo code BDB20. <laughs> um, boss, what else do we have to talk about? <laughs> boss shot shells. I was shooting boss. Kills them deader than dead. <laughs> Does. Sam, is that what you were? Is that what you were shooting when you it, absolutely could not miss? 
It was what I was shooting. Oh my what, god! What what boss were you shooting, Sam? Sevens. All right. You did that with gauge? sevens on that. Yeah. You did that with sevens. You yeah. smacked that biggest Holy stage girls of all time with a fucking seven. <laughs> I feel worse now. <laughs> I'm even more impressed than I was before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tripled it like an old lawn chair. <laughs> oh my god! I yeah, it is. I mean, dead, dead holy cow! Holy cow! I love. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, well, yeah. Let's not talk about it yet. Let's not talk about it. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait yeah. To talk about it. I can't yeah. Wait to talk about the fucking seven. I think all of us were shooting boss though, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I Stephanie had her boss shipped to my house. Yeah, it's so now we brought t- that. It's now tucked with a coyote skull in her secret spot in my truck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's like this. Like I've got this, a super secret cubby. And yeah. like it's my little cubby that's in Katie's truck. And I love it. And that's just, I'm just going to claim it for forever. Yeah. Big Mavis in the back seat. Uh, the back seat middle cushion like has a hinge on it. You can open it up. You can get like a couple bottles of whiskey and like. A couple tall boys of course light in there but you can also get uh four boxes of boss and this coyote skull <laughs> you guys put a skull too <laughs> nice yeah i didn't want to squish it in my suitcase so i said well next time in oregon i'll, I'll try to take you <laughs> home that time know, like, how's your suitcase going to be a different size <laughs> i know right i need to work that out <laughs> on a winter hunt like you're going to be bringing more clothes I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ship them to your, well, I'll ship them to Courtney's house, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Go to bossshotshells.com. Yeah. To get yours delivered directly to my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised I didn't receive like a personal message. Hey, Courtney. I'm like, I'm going to back when I ordered it. <laughs> Well, it's funny because when it arrived, I was like, oh, what boss send me? Because I didn't order anything. And then like, oh, yeah, that's right. These are steps. <laughs> yes. Um, siren shotguns, our partner, siren shotguns. Who is shooting a siren? I don't, but I want to. Yeah, I want to. Actually, you actually you were Steph. Yeah, oh, actually, I want to. Yeah. Yeah, cracking your shit man remember how you didn't bring a shotgun with you and we showed up and it was like here's this shotgun and it goes like, in the truck and, and, you it, get and it, it came remember in a purple that? case that said yeah, remember do you remember all that you missed that right i mean i i currently don't like in my everyday hunting experiences yes on this personal trip i or this particular trip i was shooting the siren which i greatly enjoyed and it makes me want to buy one <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys, I just love you so much. These are the best sponsor ads I've ever done in my life. It's so good. I'm going to invite you back for all of them. Right, but then your podcast is just going to be one big ad and people are going to be like, oh, oh I hate God. it. You know, for dog babe, all she talks about is how great everything is. So just get it. And then we have to, then we'll stop talking about it. Cause it's right. Just- or we can hear how great your hunt was with it. Yeah. 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 Good point, Sam. Yeah. Sam, Sam the Slayer Snyder, who <laughs> everything that popped up oh my in front of your range went down. Oh my god! It was I. I think it was just the the universe. It 
said it needed to be that no way. it wasn't it was the siren shotgun and the boss shot shell it was it was the, also those things yeah <laughs> with the help of onyx getting yes. you there right yeah <laughs> well i think i think this is the whole thing right is like uh one of the things that i love about this group of women which hey you hey people listening to the podcast if you don't know that i love these women like you should just know that i love these women but one of the things that i love about all of you is you put in the time right you put in the time so so that when you go right like you know it's it's like the you know like two you know the two weeks before the hunt all of a sudden now you're trying to get your stuff together right like we put this trip on the books in april right we penciled this trip out on the books in april and every single person on this podcast pre-scouted the the terrain they knew where we were going we had a group visit with um sorry guys to brag but we're friends with a guy who works at onyx and he gave (laughs) us like he gave he like gave us a quick rundown and we did a group talk with all of the people that were going on this hunt about like how to e-scout and how to look at this stuff. We go to the range. We know our shells. We know our guns. We train our dogs. Like, you know, three-fifths of this podcast ran utility this year. Like, busted their butt, ran utility. Chloe's training her dogs. Um, they're not NAVDA-style dogs, you know, because she's got a young setter. But she came to the up the the her Upland training camp. That's where we met her. Stephanie's been busting her ass with her cocker and her setter, right? But like that, this hunt started that long ago, right? Mm-hmm. And that's foresight. It's not, I mean, like that's planning. And so like, we're going to tell you this amazing hunt, but I'll tell you that the way that you have amazing hunts is you start planning your hunts in April. You put it on the calendar, you get your dog in shape, you train your dog, you, sh- you go to the, Courtney, how many times did you drive to Spokane? this summer yeah once a month yeah just four hours there four hours back four hours of shooting yeah and you are shit hot on that shotgun like you and and it's not it didn't just happen right like because it didn't happen last year yeah I mean that's but that's the whole (laughs) thing right is like is like it's not like oh I had a nice day it's like no you fucking worked for it you worked for it but there's another there's another aspect of that that I want to throw in there and that is you have to have this phenomenal group of folks that if you want this hunt like we had and the phenomenal (laughs) dogs that were involved in it um I I want to say I find it a lot of times hard to be able to um have hunting partners that I mesh well with right like that they have the same style or they and and Katie and I had talked about this in in length and the way that we meshed so well and we hadn't hunted together before at least I I know Courtney and Katie probably have before but the the rest of us hadn't and we had no idea what to expect and it just came together our personalities our styles um everything came together so beautifully and it was um I definitely know that I have hunting partners for life that's for sure Absolutely. And like kind of to piggyback on that, I think while we had this trip on the books in April, 
I don't think had we not had a trip on the books, it would have stopped any of us from doing what we did all summer anyways, because it's the passion and what drives us, Um, which is why I think we all mesh so well together. Right. I feel like it's a chicken egg situation. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So go to sirenusa.com and check out the full line of women's shotguns. (laughs) <laughs> one more guys one more Dakota let me let's do this Dakota 283 <laughs> I will say I will say Courtney when we got back from that trip we were just dusty as hell out in eastern Montana I mean it's it's like this if you guys haven't been out to eastern Montana you should go um because it's beautiful and Montana is the last best place don't ruin it while you're there pick up your shells and be a good person Mm. and tip the bartender well like they don't charge you hardly anything for food out there but but everything was so dirty and grimy (laughs) and gross and gungy and just ugh. and when we got back to your house and you started power washing those crates off and then just set them right on their backsides. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, there's a drain hole. I'm like, the fuck? And there is a, <laughs> there is a, a, a weighted, like a carved out lowest point in the, in the crate drain hole. Like, I don't have Dakota tree 283 yet. And like, I'm here and my little niece has been washing dog crates for me today. And it's a pain in the butt because they don't drain. There's always like a chunk where the water is in. And those that, like, that's brilliant. Like if they're going to put that much foresight into a kennel that they put a drain hole in the back so that you can stand it on end and wash your kennel. They've, they've done a few other things too. Like there's several other things. Yes. I love that. Thank you for covering that. And if, and Katie Willis, when you go get yourself some Dakota 283s, make sure you use the promo code bird dog babe and get yourself 10% off. All right, let's talk about that hunt. Let's get right into it. I thought we already started. 45 minute introduction. Awesome. Perfect. So back in April, I think it was shortly before we started actually putting the hunt on the books. Um, I had our, our dog Bisto. Oh, we can't do this already. It's way too yeah. early in the conversation. No, you know, so let's, so let's back the truck up. Let's back okay. The truck up just a second. Okay. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. So this hunt actually started because of the group that met at Pheasant Fest right? And so podcast listeners, maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't, but go back in time and you can listen to the wild and crazy time that we had at Pheasant Fest where I went out to meet Courtney and then a bunch of us just kind of like, like I had been following like Stephanie and Sam had been on some different podcasts. Sorry, Chloe, you're the odd man out. We met Chloe in June, but we, she's just such a champ. We had to bring her along, but (laughs) I met Chloe last year. Well, good for you. <laughs> lucky. But, but but the kernel of this trip started with this group of women who met at Pheasant Fest. And then we had a big Zoom call in April where we put this this as the first hunt. So Courtney invited us. We kind of went around as a group and we said, okay, what have you got? 
and what can happen. And so Courtney was like, I would love to take you guys for Sharpies and sage grouse in the Montana prairies. And we were like, hell yeah. We should mention that there will probably be more podcasts because I've invited people to Oregon for a checker, Thanksgiving checker and birthday um, hunt in November, <laughs> right? And then we are closing our season in New Mexico with Stephanie. So like, that's that's where this hunt all started. And the the there were many days of hunting. We were out there for several days, but we want to talk to you tonight about a very specific hunt that started with conversations between all of us about how beautiful an old dog is. Mm-hmm. How beautiful an old dog is and how and and Courtney talking about her beloved Bisto um and what an amazing creature he was and how ideal a cool evening in the Montana prairies are for an old dog right and this was kind of my my first experience actually since I'm fairly new into the upland game is um it was my first experience behind old dogs like this before I you know I have young dogs that are not even two yet um the other people I've hunted with they have younger dogs themselves so I hadn't experienced hunting behind an old dog before and that group of old dogs really put on a show and um I think that my dogs definitely have some some work to do to get up to that caliber when they're they're that age for sure (laughs) it was a dream it was a dream hunt for sure well we gotta say sweet bisto we lost him this summer yeah he didn't he didn't physically get to make the hunt um but if you've ever had an old dog or i mean even like recently had a friend who lost her dog her beautiful cocker too young like there's something about a bird dog where you're just never going to get enough days in the field with them you know regardless of you're always going to want one more hunt um and so this was definitely one more hunt right and Courtney tell us about Bisto yeah he so yeah this spring um he turned 13 in December this last December um just always you know just always a dog thrive thrive for life like full on I mean yeah he was on bright mind but he definitely needed the sport till (laughs) till till the day because he was just always full on um, he couldn't hear, he, he could see, but I mean, and I remember last, last fall, his, his last hunt with my husband, uh, he took him grouse hunting and Bisto got into a good amount of birds. And, uh, my husband was supposed to pick up the kids at 4 PM from school, but <laughs> Bisto, uh, followed the flush. He followed the flush over two mountains <laughs> and, um, he couldn't hear my husband <laughs> <laughs> calling his name and to come back. And um, 
yeah, uh, thank, thankful to um, Garmin GPS to help locate him and get him back. Um, and I got a call from the school. Are you going to be picking up your children today? <laughs> so, yeah, like that was just Bisto, though, like always just always just full of life. We imported him. Uh, I think he was three, three or four years old from the UK from our my our really, really good friend, uh, Una Russell. And um, I remember he had come over that September uh, when we were, we were living in Wisconsin and we took him out to see kind of what he had uh, in his very first rough grouse hunt. And man, he, he, I remember seeing that first point out of him, you know, big, gorgeous, stunning, solid liver wire hair um, going on point in the grouse woods. And my husband shot the bird for him, shot, shot a roughie and Bisto goes up for the retrieves and he, and he's about halfway back <laughs> and all of a sudden he stops, starts digging and puts, <laughs> puts the bird down in the dirt <laughs> and he was just going to bury his rough grouse and <laughs> like, what's happening here? We're, I'm, I'm not, we, we never seen this. So we're not really sure what this dog is doing. <laughs> so it was, it was just kind of a fun thing about a Bisto and, and you can kind of imagine how that retrieve process went for him. That was a really fun thing for my husband to learn a lot of <laughs> challenging ways to put a retrieve on a dog. Um, but yeah, so this, this April, um, Bisto started to start, he started to decline and, um, I really thought like we, we were at the end. Um, and I had told him, I said, Bisto, you got to, you got a couple more months here, buddy. We, we need to do this hunt on the prairie. I'm going to, I'm going to get you a sage grouse. Um, and I had told Katie, I said, we need to have this hunt with bird dog and Bisto. You know, this needs, this needs to be the old man hunt. And like, we're going to get these boys some really big sage grouse. Sages it's going to be sage. great. Sages in the sage. Yeah. Old wise sages. <laughs> sage. Yeah. And that next morning, he, he like turned, he turned the corner. I was playing fetch out in the backyard with him with a tennis ball. Um, I'm like, oh man, I, I remember taking a video and sending it to <clears throat> to several of you here tonight and I was like look Bisto got the memo like he may not be able to hear me but like he got the memo <laughs> you know mean. he's um like we're gonna go <laughs> we're gonna do this hunt we're gonna do this we're gonna do the sage grouse hunt the next day he passed um you know so we didn't get to do that hunt. We didn't, we didn't get to, um, but we, we still, we still made it happen. And um, when I was getting ready for that hunt that night with all of you, I was getting into my truck by myself. I grabbed my gun and my boots and my ammo. And I was like, well, I'm going to go meet the girls. I'm going to go meet the girls and the dogs, knowing I didn't have my pistol with me. And my husband pulls out Carmen. And he said, how about you take, how about you take this old bird dog with you? 
yeah, I got Dick Carmen. So Carmen is Bisto's half sister. Um, they have the same mother. She's a salt liver warrior herself. And I'm so, I'm so, so glad he said that. I'm so, I'm so grateful that I put Carmen in the truck with me that night. And um, because if it had been for that, we went to have the most amazing hunt that I've ever <laughs> been on. And I can't describe that, uh, that hunt more than anything except for romantic, purely romantic <laughs> with, with several F-bombs. Um, <laughs> I, I, I swear to God, we walked out there. So we'd hunted all morning and the better part of the afternoon. And we'd all met up down by this lake. And we there between all of us and everybody that was there, there were like what 11 or 12 puppies. So it was just like puppy madness. And we're sitting there drinking beers. And then Courtney all of a sudden was like, okay, guys, like load up. It's old dog time. And it was like, I mean, I don't even know what time we kind of set out, but I I thought we were only, you know, it was like, oh, we'll probably go for like, you know, 30, 40 minutes. We've got all these old dogs. And it it was like, it was magical because I swear to God, the sun stopped setting. Like, like it hung so beautiful and rarely just above the horizon there were so many times where I just was like oh gosh wow we've been out for a while and it's probably time to head back like the sun like we're about to lose light and then the light just stayed like it just stayed it was it was as if time stood still and nothing short of romantic magical it it just was it was otherworldly, like just, just that those long, luxurious rays of the sun that, that wouldn't, that didn't leave us. I mean, they eventually did. We walked back in the dark, which is my favorite way to get back to the truck. But it, it, that hunt was like time stood still for us. It was like the universe knew what we were out there doing and was like, you know what, guys? take your time just take your time just soak in you know well and to add to that I mean the amount when you first walk out you never know what to expect right even though we're in Montana we had walked plenty that weekend where we didn't run into birds um, in some places and so you never know what to expect and for the universe to throw out that many birds (laughs) And for so those many bird dogs, <laughs> oh my goodness, I was, at some point I felt like I was in the middle of a war scene or something because <laughs> of bombs that went off um, from birds and dog points and gunshots. And I was just like overwhelmed with the excitement. I didn't even know what to do with my gun at that point. I'm like, this is just everywhere I turned, it was gunshot, dog point, bird. It was this crazy madness um, that was just so cool. <laughs> and that's something they, I had to 
experienced before. They may not have been able to see or or hear well, but <laughs> those noses never stopped working, no. never faltered. They were a hundred percent bird finding machines. <laughs> like how many times were there four old dogs pointing four different sharp tail? Yeah. Like I counted, I think three or four where legitimately it was like, he's on point. She's on point. He's on point. He's on point. Like, right. It was, it was beautiful chaos yeah. the yeah. whole time. Yes. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Or, or the one time when one dog was on point and two of them were backing. Oh, let's talk about that. Sam, <laughs> what? tell us about that moment. <laughs> tell us what happened. So we'd been walking for a while and I don't think we had gotten a bird up yet at that point. It, it, we, we, had, wild, wild. we flushed yeah. a couple sage grouse wild early. Yep. So like kind of taken off and we were sort of chatting and that's right and and we were just kind of working and old Shep was was working closest to me Remy was hunting for somebody else because he can't see who I am and <laughs> somebody else probably gave him water <clears throat> um so he, too much water <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that memo by the way yeah <laughs> he's bad at water okay <laughs> Uh, but all Shep, I could, uh, Chloe and I were right there and we could tell he was working a bird and working a bird. And all of a sudden he stops and then off, off to the side, I see bird dog and then there's Rem. And that's as far as I could see, because I was pretty focused and I was like, there's bird there. I'm like, I'm not going to let this one wild flush too far out. I got to get up. So I was hustling up to that bird. And it got up perfect. And I shot twice at that one and dropped it on the second shot, quickly reloaded. And like, I feel it's, it's still like a blur to me, but I feel like the sharp tail then got up like behind us. Uh And, and you spun and fucking smoked it. Yeah. (laughs) And then another one got up. Like it was like an old western scene almost. <laughs> like, you know, Here. it's all 180 and yeah, Sam. Yeah. It was Sam, like... let me Sam, let me refresh your memory. Okay. Oh. <laughs> ah, <laughs> let me know if you have audio on this. Can you hear this? There's... Nobody's moving. Okay. For the people on the podcast, what you can't see is that Courtney is playing a video which will someday come out in in um in video form for you guys to see of us moving across the prairie and us watching three old dogs stack up on the biggest bomber sage grouse beautiful mature male sage grouse that got up she just shot her second one (laughs) yeah that got up the the three dogs had pointed that and sam folded that 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 sage grouse and then somehow that sage grouse was literally living in uh like was completely surrounded by sharp tail and they started popping up like popcorn as everybody describes 
And Sam could not miss. She <laughs> couldn't miss. And she was like, she dropped this sage grouse. Sharpie got up. She spun. Bam. She like reloaded. Would we take like three steps and another one got up? At some yeah. point in time on the video, I yell, fucking kill it, Sam. <laughs> and she just is like, she's just like a hitman. I mean, she just was like, and she, she just and, called and, her a one shot wonder. She was a one shot wonder. I mean, she just was like, she was just, she, she hit that, um, that perfect groove, right? Yep. Where your your brain and this is the beauty of hunting right like this is the beauty of almost all outdoor activities that you can get into where your cerebral thinking mind is able to rest and the sheer instinctual power of your self takes over and sam was a beauty to behold it i mean it was if you've ever loved someone in your life and you have seen them absolutely at their most peak presence of being, it was like the, the vibration that was coming off Sam. I mean, she, she just couldn't get better. And and it was, I, I loved watching it. I, yeah. it, it was just, it's awesome. I'm I'm really glad that like I was with other people because it was one of those things that just everything happened so quick and like unfolds that I it was all instinct shooting that it like for me to piece it together like I need other people saying, "Well, this is what happened." <laughs> <laughs> and then and then let's hear you this end result here. Did you hear that? Yeah. My vest is heavy. I'm not running. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Oh, oh, yeah. Poor Sam. Her vest is so heavy. And she's like, I can't cross this creek. Like, she's like, we had to cross oh. the bridge. Well, you had shot that other sharp tail that got up. And, like, I thought it was just going to be a quick over there and back. And I was like, I'm not going over there if I don't have to. Like. That was not one, one got up, I think before, before we started chasing Katie's one got up in front of Chloe. Chloe. Yeah. Chloe laid the right. down on one. Yeah. Yep. I'm eating right now. I'm eating it right You're now. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. It just finished. So. Yeah. That was, that was a special bird. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you prepare it, Chloe? Um, I kind of slow cooked it with, um, butternut or acorn squash, carrots, um, sage and mushrooms. Wow. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. And I just want to say this didn't happen like all slow mo, like Sam Sam makes her too. Oh, there you go. Look at that. For the record, this is labeled Stephanie's Sharpie. (laughs) Nice. Well, that's going to be our Thanksgiving meal. Some of those birds from yeah, it is from that trip. <clears throat> I love it. Um, I have a I have a sharpie from the trip laid out for tomorrow. So oh, a week of eating our food, our our birds. I like it. That's awesome. 
So, I mean, like Sam, it was like, bam, bam. And then I think another one popped up, Katie shot. And then, you know, Chloe's beautiful dog that goes on point and bam, shot, shot that bird. I mean, so it was like all these birds just, bam, and literally, that's why I felt like I was in some sort of war zone or something because <laughs> these bombs and birds and then gunshots. But it Ship was, was on fire. He was, was on, on fire. fire. Oh my gosh, we, that dog. We had, did we have three birds down at one point in time? Like we had, like where we, we actually had four. Yeah, four. Where it was like, okay, we've got four <laughs> birds on the ground and like, four different dogs doing four different sort of uh right like some dogs are still off hunting because they're like we don't know we don't know what's going on like they we're just busting us out of the old folks yeah. home it's <laughs> like cocoon remember that yeah. movie cocoon no <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> We didn't get the reference. No, no, we did. We don't understand that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then Chloe and Shep, I mean, just smoked that one. And I remember it like being so excited yeah. for those two. I was trying to get a picture of Chloe and Katie together. And because they were just high fiving and it was just such a beautiful moment. And then all of a sudden, somebody shoots from behind me, and then another yeah. dog is down on point. I was like, "Well, sorry, never <laughs> on camera. That's it. Like, gotta go." <laughs> well, that was, I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad you got that picture because Chloe, yeah. was that the first bird you ever shot over Shep? Yeah, I've shot mountain grouse over him, but it was not. There was like no dog work with those, sure. you know. And so oh, the Shep was so beautiful. Like, oh, gosh, I, I think about Shep a lot. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God, that moment silly. Yeah. Chloe, do you mind sharing your story about Shep and how because he's gonna be about 10 here and you yeah. did you just get him, was it this spring? I got him almost a year ago. A year ago, okay. Yep. So I had this great friend and mentor, James Warren, who um really was pretty impactful and pivotal in my life um and he came into my life about the time that he had gotten Shep that Shep was a puppy so when I met James I met Shep yeah. um baby Shep even softer belly yeah. um, and <laughs> I can't even imagine yeah <laughs> and um James was best friends with my stepdad and they were kind of a package deal so when Jamie, they're both named James also, so confusing, but <laughs> when Jamie came into my life as a, as my stepdad, um, James Warren was kind of right there behind him, um, and he really took me under his wing um, with fishing stuff. We had a shared interest in, like, pike and muskie fishing on the fly, and we would spend a ton of time um, doing that um, in, like, the early summertime to the point where, like, I would stay until the day I had to work at the fly shop and I would drive the three hours home. Like I'd fish for like an hour or two in the morning and then drive three hours and go straight to work. <laughs> um, so he was just, he was amazing. And he passed away super suddenly last year. Um, 
and he had no kids or anything and my parents were the one that found him um and so Shep was there and I just told him to bring Shep over um because him and Hyatt can hang out (laughs) and so yeah I got Shep and we weren't sure what would you know if like James's family you know like his dad would want him or his girlfriend or anything like that but everyone kind of was like you should keep him you're gonna hunt him you're gonna like do right by him so um I have the great honor of having Shep and it's really special he's a really really special dog he's a great dog fucking great dog he's a great dog I'm so glad you have him too Chloe yeah and I'm so glad he was there that night me too it was incredible to see him because usually I am just I run him with Hyatt and Hyatt runs so much bigger than him that and that was really eye-opening for me to see too where I was like whoa Shep doesn't really get a chance to hunt or shine because Hyatt's outrunning him um so to see him actually get to hunt I was like oh you're like a good good dog and Shep's kind of had this like being around Hyatt and like having a a little bit more relaxed household um he's getting all the bad habits and like becoming a puppy again and so it's been really fun to watch also um yeah. so that's been fun and uh <laughs> Anytime anyone that knew him before sees him, they're like, mm, you're getting some habits from that setter, aren't you? <laughs> but he's, yeah, it's great to have him. Great. He's a tracking machine too. He's a yeah. pointing machine and a tracking machine. That yeah. dog. Oh Same my gosh. Never, like we would have never. Would never. So, so I've started shooting. This was the first time I took out my great grandfather's gun, mm-hmm. which is a side-by-side double trigger side by side and these the sharp tail got up and I was I missed my first shot but you know how like sometimes your first shot like clears yourself and Mm -hmm. that second shot you're dead on and I was dead on that second shot but not used to the double trigger and Mm -hmm. so missed the pull and was like fuck and then got the second pull and that bird was what like 70 yards I mean it was it was far it was so far out there and when I touched trigger and it fell like so far out there I was like I cannot believe I just put that bird down but again like it's a hundred and some year old shotgun I actually just took it apart and I think it's full choke on both sides like it is a long distance machine like (laughs) It's not I'm not gonna be chasing quail with that gun. I think no. your or I think your line that day was like, wow, this thing really reaches out there. I was like, I was like, this thing can reach out there and touch someone. Like it I cannot believe that that I knocked that sharp tail down and it was right in the middle of the melee. So it was like I think it was like the last bird that got up out of that whole melee. So there were already like three birds on the ground. So all of a sudden we've got like four birds on the ground. Let's get our birds, right? Like we're not leaving a bird out here. And so like we got those three and we got over to kind of where we'd seen that one fall and, um, and Shep got on it. Like Shep, Shep got on it and he was working it. And 
I will say that this is the whole thing is like there was a beautiful moment where Courtney was like, bring bird dog in, bring bird dog in. But I'll say if you've got a bird on the ground and you've got a dog that's on it, like just get it, like just get it, like don't waste any time, whatever. But anyhow, that bird took off running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how far did it go to the next ditch? Was that like a hundred yards? It was over a hundred yards. I was going to guess 150, but yeah. So this bird took off through the sage where now everybody's there. Sam even agrees to come along, even though her backpack is so heavy. It was heavy, heavy. heavy, but I came. Thankfully (laughs) for that final rise vest, she was able to haul him in there and take all the weight on the nice lumbar supported waist belt. But (laughs) go ahead, Sam. She had a a 20 pound (laughs) sage grouse and three sharp tail in there. The biggest sage grouse. Have we even mentioned that yet? I feel like we haven't mentioned that. It was was a fucking turkey. It was a fucking turkey. It was huge. I, Chloe, Chloe had to put it in my vest for me. <laughs> yeah, it was too like big. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was by like, the way, nobody had mentioned before or warned me before about the bleeding of sage grouse when you shoot them. Yeah. Oh, they, my they God, bleed they like a stop. sieve. Yeah. <laughs> they don't stop. It's yeah. because they're basically an antelope. <laughs> It is a big game species. It's, it's a big game species. Like, I think the next time that I shoot a sage grouse, I'm just going to bleed it like I would a deer. Just hang it up. Yeah. Just bleed it and hang it for a second because they, yeah. They're, no, it's they're, a dinosaur. It's they, a dinosaur. And that's why we no longer have dinosaurs because they just bleed and they died easily. Well, and we should say, like, okay. like with a boss seven. Boss, I cannot believe you fucking spoke that with a boss seven. Like, all in it with boss seven. We should say the there are some amazing landowner partnerships in that part of Montana, and so can we just give a shout out to the landowners real quick? Um, because, we're we can, but we're not going to mention them. But well, yes. no, we're not going to yes. mention names. But I'm just going to say, yeah. To the, to the people out there who work like like that was a beautiful piece of property for a million different reasons mm-hmm. um and that they maintained it that they maintain it yeah and yeah. that they provide the structure and the habitat and the barbed wire fencing flagging and all that sort of stuff to promote that like you know i mean it goes back to that like whole like you know, we planned this hunt in April. We went to the shooting range. We worked our dogs and all that sort of stuff. Like to have a really good hunt, it, it, it takes foresight and it takes people like way back when to say, you know, what's important is sage grouse are an iconic species, are an iconic species on the American West. And we're going to create some, we're going to do some stuff to protect them. So like, yeah, so we got to hunt some beautiful land, um, some of which was BLM and, you know, Mon- state of Montana, and some of which was, you know, uh, accessed by, you know, private landowners. And so shout out to people who do that. That was amazing. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're great people. We, we gave them a really great package. Thank, thanks to all of you for helping chipping into that. Um, Sam helped bring some 
beer from the Midwest. Chloe, you were like a mixed berry. What was that amazingness? I was like, do I need to take this over there? Can I just say, well, they noticed if there's a bite missing. <laughs> hey, um, it was a pie from one of the local shops in Livingston. I think it was amazing. just blueberry. But it was pie. a mixed berry. It was definitely more than just blueberry. It was like, multiple. <laughs> I definitely checked it out. I sized yeah. it up. It's good. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw it on the counter and I was like, oh man, that pie looks <laughs> pretty good. I hope it gets left here. <laughs> <laughs> It was, but no, thank you all for pitching in. We brought some um, um, huckleberry jam, and then they have they have a large uh, wolfhound, and and then a border collie. So we took I took them over some Purina treats as well for the pups. But thank you all, and it is, and um, we were able to get access to that thankfully to One Montana and the Master Hunter program um, because they. One Montana's um, organization that works directly with landowners and and they do very specific things like this to help them come up with plans for the land, how to um, you know improve the habitat. And these landowners are right on top of that, and so they grant access to the Montana master hunter community. And um, I talked with them, they were very welcoming to have this group and this special hunt on their property. So yeah, I'm thankful for those relationships. And, and if, for those of you that just go, you know, knocking on the doors and ask for that permission, you know, do the same thing. I mean, it's, it's gratitude. They're, they're giving you access to something really special that they work hard for and send them that Christmas card. Um, Mm -hmm. as their follow-up. So keeping those relationships of responsible hunting, if, if you arrive and a gate's closed, you open it, close it right behind you. So all those, all those important things um, to maintain the, the respect for that. But yeah, I, it it was a great time. (laughs) There was, there was a lot, a lot of birds and, um, Thankfully to those resources, man, it, it couldn't have been better habitat. It really couldn't have, we had, and which is frustrating in other areas because I just feel like throughout that week, I really couldn't get a handle on the sharp tail, the time of day, what they were in. I mean, I think we walked like 15 miles every day and it's like, why aren't you well, here? You should be yeah, here. I, yeah. And I think us having a view of like that kind of habitat made us try and find it other places and it was hard to duplicate absolutely that rancher had done such a beautiful job there yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't i don't I, it's just one of those things where like every time i walk along some piece of property that someone has done just a little bit for birds it it's just like wow like yeah, Montana's done a, a great job. Um, Montana and the, the landowners there have done a great job at working together and putting putting their heart back into that landscape and, and to what it is today. And that gratitude, I can't show it in words and I probably couldn't even show it to you in, in any aspect um, that would actually show my gratitude. But it's that's a, a fantastic thing that y'all have going up there. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're lucky for sure. Yeah. And there is actually a project, um, like I was talking about one Montana who's they're opening applications for the master hunter program here soon, I think in October, but, you um, a Montana resident to do that. You do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you do. But they actually have a project this coming weekend, <laughs> which I'm really, really upset about, um, because we're going to be at grouse camp, which is great, but, um, they're having a project where all the master hunter, um, are invited to put up those flags that um, along the wire for the sage grouse and the sharp tail lex on that wherever wherever the birds are because um, those tags on the fence are what ensures that the birds are hopefully that they that it deters them from flying into the wire because they don't see the wire they they fly into it injure themselves or die um, so those flags help keep them out of the wiring and that project is happening this weekend and I actually asked them if they could please delay it for one week (laughs) (laughs) and they couldn't they couldn't but um that's happening around that exact area that we all hunted so yeah I'm super disappointed I can't be a part of that but anyways so yeah look in your area see what you can do I mean it doesn't have to be a program like this but if you're gonna hunt on somebody's property you know, ask them, Hey, if I come back in the summer, is there anything I can help you with? Can I put yeah. up fencing for you? Can I help you remove some fencing? Um, there's always work to be done and, um, and, and they're sure appreciative of that. So. Yeah. And I'd say even, even on public lands, like pick stuff up, even if it's not yours, like I've pulled in many parking lots where somebody's breakfast wrappers and coffee cup are there. Like, yeah, it sucks, but put it in a garbage bag in your truck like yeah pretty easy to do and even yeah. shell hulls and that's yeah. it's it's a personal pet peeve of mine <laughs> um and I'm I'm just gonna say it but I didn't want to bring it up but like I was at I, I was at a location a, a property public BLM that week we were out there and there were two boss shot shell hulls on the ground and I was so disappointed because I have like said the past couple of years, like, Hey, when I'm out hunting, like, you know, what's nice is that people that shoot boss pick up their hulls because they're conservation oriented. Mm-hmm. They're shooting this for a specific reason. They're the people that pick up their hulls. And I was so disappointed to see two boss hulls on that ground. So pick them up. Like it's so easy. So, it's so yeah. easy. <laughs> It was, I took, uh, last Saturday, I took my niece out for her first pheasant hunt. Great. Uh, I think it's the blue mountain, blue mountain, um, pheasants forever and, the uh, up in Washington, um, and the Washington FWP had a youth hunt and they put out like 30 pheasants, a couple different families. And it was Emma's, uh, she's been on hunts with me before, uh, just walking but we got her a shotgun a couple weeks ago and she's been shooting it and uh i can't help myself but pick up shells and often i'll come back to my truck with more of somebody else's shells than i have of my own but uh it was really hard because this particular spot that we hunted was i, I they do planted pheasant hunts out there 
So it's pretty well used. And I started picking up shells. And Emma, who is beautiful and amazing beyond compare, and and a noticer, she's a noticer. She saw me doing it. And she started picking up shells to the point, there were so many shells out there, to the point that I had to tell her to stop picking up shells because I wanted her to be paying attention so that she could get a pheasant. And it, it was a it was a beautiful piece of property. She ended up getting her pheasant. The Muppets worked great. We had this amazing day, but there was this moment in myself where I was like, there are so many shells on this landscape and you just should pick them up. Mm-hmm. Like, just pick them up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you can't keep track of where your semi-auto kicks shells out and pick them up, then switch to an over under dude like yeah like it just yeah yeah all right let's go back to the hunt sorry okay. i <laughs> i sidetracked everybody there my fault so washjohnshells.com and don't pick it and, and make sure that you pick up your hulls if okay. you fucking, if you if you leave your boss shot shells on the ground if you leave your fucking boss shot shells on the ground and courtney bastion hunts behind you she's probably gonna shoot your tires out <laughs> i'm no i'll just be super disappointed in you, you will, That's all. Which but, is I, worse. but i'll I would, pick up your shells for you I, I, I would rather have you shoot my tires out than be disappointed in me so i i just kind of i want to play host for a second because i did not have a bird dog on this on this particular hunt i and the audience probably does too i want to hear from each of you what to describe that feeling when you saw your old bird dogs out in the field whether it was pointing for you whether it was pointing for someone else what that was like for you and what it was like maybe to see sam shoot or um katie shoot or chloe shoot what it was like for you to see someone else maybe shoot over your bird dog Okay, I'll go first. Um, And it wasn't necessary. Well, there was one time when Carmen was on point and I was like, come on, let's go. Then I didn't listen to her. And then a bird got up and then Katie goes, you need to trust your old bird dog. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, I know. But I got to tell you, like, the moment for me on that hunt personally was, um, kind of we were just talking about. So Katie had reached out, shot that bird. We all saw it go down. Um, We had to recover like 75 different birds that Sam and Chloe, everybody else was slaying (laughs) first. And so by the time we get over there, like Shep is hot, is hot on this track. He's hot on the track. And and we're like, okay, it's, it's right up here because Shep was tracking and all of a sudden he stops and he goes on point. We're like, it's right up here. So I go, Hey, Katie, bring bird dog in because I think he had pointed it. I think, I think he had pointed it. You shot it. And I'm like, Hey, like Chloe, hold, hold on to Shep right there on point. Let's bring bird dog in and, and see if he can get this recovery. Cause at that point he hadn't had, he hadn't had a bird in his mouth yet. And like, I just wanted, I wanted that dog to have a bird in his mouth. So, so Chloe, uh, collars up Shep, we bring bird dog in 
And you know, that bird, like you had said earlier, like it went, it went over 150 yards. I had no idea. I thought it was right in front of Shep's nose. So bird dogs in there going at it. And, you know, after a little while, Katie's like, you know what, like, just let Shep go, let, let the dogs go. We got to get this bird. So all the dogs start going and, um, we, yeah, we get about 150 yards up there and, um, Carmen, Carmen is now on the track and, and she's, she heads down into a ditch and, um, oh God. So Carmen goes down and I'm down with her and Katie's like, I see it. It's up there. I see it. It's running. And so Katie hops down in the ditch and then bird dog comes down in the ditch, but he falls, he falls and he screamed, he screamed in pain. And it was um, a, it was a super deep ditch. Oh God. It was probably six feet. Six yeah. Feet. I, I mean, I'm five foot, I'm five foot five and three quarters, but it, obviously my hunting boots <laughs> are like five, six and, um, and it was deeper than I was tall. So like there was a 90 degree corner and, and Carmen was, so if Carmen was on the right hand side of that 90 degree, degree corner and she was pointing and I got up to it and looked over and saw that bird curl around the back corner like to curl on the left side of that 90 degree corner and so I ran into that ditch and um and Carmen moved and she moved to the corner and so I was fairly certain that she had that bird pinned on that corner and so I jumped in the ditch to 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 basically block the bird's travel and I was not paying attention to my old dog and he came in that ditch behind me and he like, I think Courtney, you shouted to me because I turned in time to see him come and trip over the lip of this six foot deep, basically an irrigation canal and land 100% on his right shoulder. I mean, just like down and he screamed he screamed and I picked him up and when he first reached out his leg looked awkward it looked awkward I was completely convinced that he had busted up that whole shoulder and Carmen is still behind me and 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 Courtney is yelling like she's right above me she's like oh my god is he okay is he okay then i picked him up and i swear to god he took one he was he cried a couple times and then he took one deep breath and he smelled that bird in that irrigation ditch and he fucking shook it off he shook it off and he put four feet underneath him carmen sprinted past us and the two dogs took off down that ditch. I mean, I cannot believe that he was not injured on that. But he was just like, the smell of that bird hit his nose and he was saved. And so we take off down this ditch. <laughs> and I think, 
I had gotten up out of the ditch as well. So now there's two dogs cruising down the ditch. We should have mentioned at this point in time that Sam's fiance, Jake, is also on this hunt. He's very (laughs) quiet. He's a very (laughs) quiet gentleman. He's a very quiet gentleman. And so Courtney and I are now running after these dogs that are in this ditch. And poor Jake is like in the way. And he almost got tossed into the ditch. (laughs) (laughs) And so once we kind of got up and moving again and we start running after this bird that is hot footing it through this ditch, this will go down as the best line that Courtney Bastian ever I was so upset her entire life is she was she's she's basically like is he okay and i'm like yeah he's fine let's go and she's running and she screams out i'm gonna fucking kill this thing (laughs) (laughs) and we go screaming down this ditch absolutely hauling ass down this ditch and there's another like 90 degree corner So there's another 90 degree corner. Courtney's up above. She's kind of in front. I'm behind with Carmen, but I'm also up above. And Carmen goddamn breaks her neck, whipping around. Like she's trucking and she whips it around and she points behind her. Like, you know, she's got that bird solid fucking gold. And so I jump in the ditch, which makes the bird jump forward. And Carmen just hammers it just like, bam, got that bird. like. Got it. Like we got that bird. We were, we did not leave a bird on the field. Did not leave a bird on the field. <laughs> that was that was the best part because then I just said, "Get it, Carmen," and she <laughs> grabbed it, and there were feathers flying. No shot needed. No extra <laughs> shot needed. But I have this yeah. on video, and I would like everybody to to go back to this moment and for those and for those on patreon they get to watch this because this was a great moment it's a little difficult to watch with bird dog falling but (laughs) jake just about gets shoved in the ditch Maybe your next best line, Courtney. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> You're bad. You're bad. Carmen's just eating feathers. <laughs> Carmen's just like, la, 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 la. Feathers. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, God. <laughs> I, don't, I feel like that's for Patreon patrons only. Like, that's going to be on a podcast. We've always got five minutes of just, like, nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. But it just, I, I don't think I've ever felt more supported on a hunt, right? Like, like they're, they're just, like, we all went out there. I mean, there was, like, one moment, I think, Courtney, you yelled out where you were just like, if anyone sees Carmen, can you give her water? <laughs> like these old dogs, like they just and and maybe it's this purity of moment, right? Like there's these that you, that you like 
there's a lot of different philosophies but like babies are amazing right baby baby babies are amazing because they're 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 fresh and they're new and they're yearning and they're and they are in some ways innocently absorbing the world and in the same way often you get that with with spirits as they get older right like we spend a huge chunk of our lives in this weird place where we um we put things on our experiences right and and so this purity of moment where like you've got four old blind deaf bird dogs like they've been honed down right like there's only so much information that they can absorb but their their noses right like those noses were perfection they are perfection right like those four old dogs noses are perfection and they were just working and they were working the soul of their spirit right like just the moment of them working through the progress and yeah and we were all watering each other's dogs right because it was like if some old dog ran past you you squirted it right in the face right like just like because we were all in it together right and it wasn't like i mean potentially you know it took us what 10 15 minutes to track down that singular bird and then we got back and we got into some more birds but it's very possible that if you'd have left me to my own devices to find that bird that a i wouldn't have been able to find it and b you guys would have been able to go and actually get more shooting right like if you'd have been like oh you drop that bird go figure it out um, you probably could have gotten into the rest of that covey of sharp tails. I mean, we did, we got back into them and we did end up, I did end up shooting a bird. I think Courtney and I both tagged a bird, right? That bird dog pointed and he got the retrieve and it was amazing, but we got into more birds, but like, we were all in it together, right? Like we were all there where it was like, we are here together. We're here to support each other. We're here to like cheer. I've, I've never been on a hunt where there were, was more cheering, right? Like, watching the video back with Courtney after the hunt um I felt like the only thing that I said all night was fuck yeah right like just cheering (laughs) all night for the other people that were on that hunt and then like the fact that we all went and looked for that one bird and we were all watering each other's dogs and it was just oh man I just want to say I think there's something a little bit poetic behind what you just said and and the reality of the fact that you have bird dogs and the last thing to go is going to be their scent and they don't need sight to hunt they don't need their hearing to to find birds they need their nose and that's something that did not did not fail them whatsoever on this hunt being from nine to 14 years old um i think there's just something so so beautiful and meant to be behind that fact is that their set isn't gone yet and that's just and and their desire and their heart um that's uh that's something that won't that won't weigh on them until the day they go that is where it's at the old dogs Mm -hmm. it was and if you've never been able to go on a hunt with a bunch of old bird dogs i'm sorry for you (laughs) And you should definitely give it a go because 
you like, I don't know how many times I turned to you guys. And I was like, Hey, is everybody, are these dogs? Okay. Is, are all the dogs? Okay. We can continue on. There's really good stuff over here. This looks great. I think we'll put up some birds, but like if, if one of these dogs isn't okay, let's, let's go. Like, this has been a great time. We're, we did it. Like, this was great. This is more than I asked for, but nobody stopped. You know, what stopped us, you know, what stopped those dogs, the sunset. That was it. That was the only thing that stopped those dogs. And that's something else beyond that. I think the friendships um, that were solidified in the field that day was something that um, no one can take away from us. Right. I (laughs) being in the uplands now going on my third or fourth year, I don't think I have um, cheered, like Katie said, cheered on as many people as I did over that weekend. And especially that day, um, I had just met uh, Chloe, which was, you know, she's such a phenomenal human being. Um, and to solidify that, that friendship in the field, um, with their dogs that they have spent years training with and working with and hunting with was something so beyond special. Um, I won't be able to recreate that. I don't know in my, my whole entire lifetime. So it was this combination of old bird dogs and their wisdom um, and their wonderful genetics and this beautiful combination of women um, and Jake. (laughs) (laughs) I was so exhilarated just in the fact that the way everybody else got their birds or the points that happened or you know, just the, that beautiful sunset at the end. Um, I remember Courtney and I walking at the same pace back to the truck and I just, it was silence because I, I really didn't have any words and um, I couldn't, there was nothing else you could say to end that day that would make it any more perfect. Yeah, I agree. And I just think like, yeah, if that was, if that was their last hunt, that's great. But like, also, if that was my last hunt, that's also really great. Here, here. Yeah. Here, here. Life is a beautiful and sometimes beautifully short experience. And um, it, it, that was yeah if that was my last hunt if that was the last moment the last breath I ever took I I just would have known that I had squeezed the the very sweetest juice from my life um and hunting transcends right like it transcends um just the sheer act of 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 what you're doing right like it is it is probably our one of our oldest pursuits right like it it really is as far as humanity goes like one of our oldest pursuits and like I wonder about sometimes you know like when you're on a hunt and you're talking and it's like is this where communication was born like is the fact that people needed to figure out how to be like okay you go to the left and I'll (laughs) go to the right could that have been the root of the original conversation right of 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 these moments and so it's this it's this space of like 
when you're out there and especially when you hit that groove right where you're just like you you just find people that like just that you can just walk with right and and the rest of the world like was there anything else that any of us thought about that entire period of time besides the experience yes things that fed into the experience the happiness the heartaches the the you know the the kudish the 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 folks that we wish that had were there you know like there were definitely several people that we all for a variety of reasons wished would have been there and and weren't able to be there for 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 things and um and and but beyond that like we were in the moment right like we hit that field i don't even know what time and we walked off of it under a blood red moon a blood red full moon um and and there wasn't anything else that i thought of besides that experience for that entire period of time and and that is a that is a truly beautiful thing to have i think yeah, well, and Katie, and you mentioned that, you know, was that the root of communication? You could also go on the other end and, and say, was that the root of comfortable silence too? And just at the end of the day, being so satisfied and, and witnessing something so incredible or having such a, a fantastic day um, to be comfortable in silence with your friends. Um with your dogs, you know, not yelling at your dogs or, um, that could, you could also go to the end of that and, and say that was probably the beginning of comfortable silences as well. Yeah. Beautiful silence. Oh, yeah. I really think that this hunt was for sure the, the only hunt I've had where so much emotion was with me the entire time and like positive emotion. Uh, like I think I cried for a good, I was wiping tears through a good chunk of it, just watching the, those old dogs work. Like I could have been happy not shooting a single bird, but the fact that we shot some birds, like just adds to the experience. Like I, I remember like bird dog came up to me and wanted water and like his, his old gray, happy face. He's like, I don't know if you're my person or not, but I'm pretty sure you have water. <laughs> and not long after that, like all of a sudden Carmen was there and like it's, and I saw everybody like taking care of Rem, making sure he was good out there because yeah, it, by whatever miracle it had cooled down enough that it wasn't super hot for, for those old dogs, but we, we were still out there for a long time we hunted for a long time and like it was the first time I've met Chloe and getting to experience walking behind Shep and watching him work so beautifully like I know I looked over at Chloe she's wiping tears like <laughs> everybody like and and they're they're happy tears like everybody was so engrossed in the moment and I've never experienced something like that like and been hunting my whole life even even I would say the the adrenaline rush that I would get from <clears throat> excuse me shooting a deer 
I'd say the adrenaline rush from this, while different, was more powerful. Um, it was it was really special. The way everything came together, um, whether it be the amount of birds or the dog work, or you know, we talked about people that we wish were there. Um, I mean, the weather came together beautifully for us. I mean, not one or two days before that, Montana was seeing record temperatures, right? With 100 degrees. Um, we got there and that went away <laughs> for that weekend. So there was um, uh, so much at play and I believe um, spiritually at play for this weekend that we went on for the hunt that we went on. Um, because you couldn't ask for things to come together in just a spontaneous way. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So we talked about James. Um, we, we talked about dogs that, you know, we wish were there. Um, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that all those, those people and those dogs had a hand in what happened over the weekend and, and on that hunt. I completely agree. They were, they were with us. Yeah, it was such an honor to like hunt over these dogs too, like to hunt over all of your older dogs. Like, what an honor to see them work. Um, and to to say like you know, I was on that hunt and I got to hunt over Carmen and Remy and Bird Dog and it was amazing. You know, kind of following the footsteps of the the legends, <laughs> so to speak that's here here to that too because that's yeah. true the hunt behind that legacy of all those dogs is something else yeah. yeah and speaking of cheersing the way that we finished that night <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have been any better <laughs> i mean chloe did have the best line of the night we don't need to we don't need to repeat it right now <laughs> But, um, like, you know, everybody, well, I just want to, I mean, Chloe is just, as you've seen tonight, she's fairly, fairly quiet and she's very, just, she sits back and observes and she can come out with some doozies. Let's, let's say. Let's well, and nobody, nobody has, no one has yet mentioned the fact of the blisters that Chloe walked oh on, like it, what yeah. her feet looked like. So Holy yeah. cow, Chloe, like yeah. you just kept pushing through it. I never even knew that you had blisters <clears throat> until I got to the house the next, the next day. day? Yeah. yeah. And your feet like... were all taped up. <laughs> yeah. Like you never complained. You never said, ouch. You never said, hey, everybody, please slow up. You never like you no, just kept nothing. pushing through it. <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> well, Here's the thing I'll say about you, Chloe. Still waters run deep. Yeah. Still waters run deep. Yeah. I, uh, I cut my teeth hunting in that same area and never had boots that fit just right. So I always had blisters and always, if I wanted to be there, had to keep up. And I think it just stuck with me, but I did get new boots. So we're good. Since, <laughs> since good. that hunt, you got new boots? Yeah. <laughs> you, what'd you get? Um, my friends at Shanae's sent me some Timberlines 
Nice. Uh, I've got those. I Good. also got a pair of the Krispies. You uh, did. So yeah. you got two new pairs of boots. I did with the intention of sending one pair back that I didn't sure. but I yeah. like both of them. So now I have two. That's good. You should, you know what? I, I love that because like, I have two great pairs of boots, different brands. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that's a great idea for your feet. Yeah. For sure. You know, one's a much higher, uh, boot and a little more like for cold or wet conditions. And one's a little quicker, a little faster moving boots. So it's kind of nice to have options now instead of just going <laughs> no matter what. I love it. Well, and there is like boots are super expensive, but I will say um, there's value in having a couple pairs of boots because boots last longer if you don't wear them two days in a row. Yeah. And so if you really can allow them to fully and completely dry. And so it is, it's a lot of outlay, but if you find a boot that you like getting another pair of boots that you can, um, you know, sort of rotate through. Yeah. It'll make those boots last longer in the long run. Yeah. It's, and your feet. (laughs) (laughs) More importantly. Uh, I was pretty pathetic. I had to guide uh, that week and that like fishing. And I was like, I'm going to stand here and you go fish over there. (laughs) I'm going to suck my feet. I have not, I have not seen a blister. That blister, like that, that next morning when you were taping your feet together to go out. I mean, you had a blister that was easily half inch by half inch by half inch. It was a half inch diameter and raised off your heel by a half inch and i remember just being like well you could make some sort of like moleskin donut to take the pressure off that but yeah like i mean yeah i had i had one on every toe and my heel like the one on my heel um was like under the callus and so that's that was cool (laughs) (laughs) you're so hardcore (laughs) we're good now (laughs) (laughs) but we did top it off with everybody had a random bottle of whiskey wait uh, before we talk about the whiskey toast we need to talk about how we got back to the truck and everybody's trucks were just wide open (laughs) oh my god oh my god like what the heck i've never done that in my life you were like well no so Halfway, halfway, I wish you go back to half, like when the whole shit went down, where bird dog fell in the ditch, where everything like that, um, we get out of it. And, uh, Courtney was like, I don't know where my phone is. And she's like, I don't even care. And like, I leaned over to Stephanie later and I was like, I bet you, she fucking cares. Like, I bet there's a moment in the future. If she can't find her phone that she fucking cares. But like, I, I I like tried to look in your vest and you're like, no, 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 no. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. And we just kept hunting and we got back to our trucks and literally like we had parked the trucks and pulled those dogs out and we're so into that moment and that hunt that every tailgate was down I think my keys were in the ignition. I will. I can't put the. Keys there were in. like. I think there was a door open on somebody's truck. Somebody's like, truck door was open. Like, we like showed up there and we were like, 
it was like oh my god we gotta get out there we gotta hunt these dogs and like everything like that and yeah like, if somebody had happened thank god we were in montana in rural montana where people are you know reasonable and honorable but like yeah you could they could have got away with a lot of stuff oh yeah, yeah. like five trucks a, a couple trucks yeah. yeah we were totally and sober dogs. when we left on that hunt by the way yeah. so yeah no it wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't yeah it wasn't like we crawled out of the bar and we headed out to hunt yeah we were just like okay sweet like it is time to go we got to get these we got to get these old dogs out there and maybe maybe that's maybe that's why time respected us and the sun slowed is because it was like okay cool you're you you've respected time yeah by coming here and not fiddly farting around with a million different things but just like getting here and going um but yeah it was yeah definitely got the truck and like my phone was on the seat of my driver's seat yeah like I never go anywhere without my phone, you know? So yeah, that's what it was. The keys. Yeah. I think the keys were the ignition phone was on the seat. Tailgate was down. I think I even had my deck drawers out, like, oh, yeah. pulled out. Yeah. like, Oh yeah. I just, I don't know. I, my mother would be so disappointed in me. <laughs> Y'all do that when you come to New Mexico, by the way. <laughs> we were just focused we were we were in the moment like like I I think that's the thing that I would say about this this hunt is that it was in the moment it was in the moment like there was no other place to be but in the moment you weren't I wasn't thinking about all of the other things like um you know I I it's it sounds strange that I didn't, I didn't miss Benny until we got done with the hunt. And that's the first moment that I haven't missed Ben since March 31st. Well, he was there. So yeah, he was like, he was straight up there, but like every other moment that I've had since, since we lost Ben, since I lost Ben, it's like this constant, like every five seconds, there's this recorder in my head that says, Benny should be here. Are you going to text him? Are you going to let him know? Like, when are you going to talk? You know, like all this sort of stuff. And he, he, he was definitely there. He would have absolutely delighted in that hunt and did, you know, but like it was the entire hunt was so in the moment and I think that that is a rare and precious jewel. Like we just don't get that anymore. Like that just doesn't exist <clears throat> on on in for very many people in very many places. Yeah, and like it was so in the moment that like we didn't stop to take pictures until the sun was almost setting. Like it was almost gone. Like, I'm very grateful that Jake was there to take some pictures for us. Yeah. Uh, he got some good ones that, that I'm sure did. happy happy that happened. I know I didn't pull my phone out a single time. And usually, like, I'll try and get a Like, if I'm nowhere near the dog, I want to try and get a picture of somebody else with a dog on point shooting a bird. And, like, I was just there. 
Well, to be Sophie fair, and Abby, you were, you know, busy yeah. shooting birds. But. <laughs> <laughs> so many birds. It's unfortunate you had like so many right at the beginning of the hunt that you had to carry and carry them the whole time for hours. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it it was really one of those things where like I didn't think, oh, I should stop and take a picture with this sage grouse. It was like, this is such an amazing experience. Like, let's keep going. Let's make it last. Yeah, like soak it all in. Uh, memories are bra- burned into my brain forever uh yeah. i i'm still happy jake took some pictures for us though incredibly yes. grateful nice for that. i'm, I'm thankful happy. for katie going hey you guys we need to take a picture right now because by right. the time we get to the truck it's going to be too dark <laughs> well i will say that that's something that i learned from benny because there were so many times that we hunted together that we got back to the truck at fucking dark and he's like oh man, I don't have any pictures. And I was like, yeah, because it's black. It's black night. But yeah, I mean, I just, I can't imagine a more perfect three hours of my life. Yeah. And it was the harvest moon, that big red moon that night. Yeah, I remember the sun was like just sunken down below the horizon. That big blood red moon was up. And Courtney, you and Steph had just were walking across the ditch. You're like, oh, Rem, let me help you. Like, make sure he didn't fall in the ditch in the dark. Like, it was, yeah. I was behind you crying. (laughs) I was crying the whole time. Yeah. I swear to God. Was it the blisters or? (laughs) I swear to God, every time I looked around, I was like, I was like, I like looked at Courtney and she's just like, tears running on her face. Oh, good. Now I know what I look like too. Cause I can't. Well, that reminds me of, I I forget. There's another really important favorite part of the hunt. Katie, at one point you yelled like, is this heaven? Bird dogs were just running all over. It was beautiful. And Courtney's crying. No, it's Montana. <laughs> uh, it was perfect. Yeah. It was the best. Yep. But back to the to the truck toast. <laughs> yep. Back to the truck toast. We had to have one. Um off camera, I really wanted to, to, you know, to, to take a video of that special moment of us wrapping that up. And, and we had a really special toast to James. To James. It was really beautiful. James and, and man, Shep just killing it on that hunt. I will, I'll just never forget it. You know, each of those dogs, like they just had, they each had their spotlight that night, yeah. didn't they? Like they each had their spotlight that night and, um, and then they all had it together at several moments, whether it was together or whether they were all on points (laughs) somewhere (laughs) sporadic, you know, like, like there was just so much good. And yeah, like, I love the fact that, okay, I forgot my phone, but I, I wore that GoPro that night and 
something. <laughs> My biggest pet peeve, if only those batteries lasted long enough, um, you know, to capture it all. But like, I'm so grateful for that footage that we got to savor some of those memories. And you know what, like if anybody's listening that, that knows how to edit videos and put it together and could do something really special for us, like we've all talked and we really want to make, make something um, for the memories that happen on that hunt. So like, if you know how to do that, we're all going to chip in and we're going to, um, hopefully it's not crazy expensive, um, but, but we all want to chip in and um, have this video put together for us. Cause you know, if the GoPro it's okay, record and then turn off, record and turn off. But I captured a lot of it, a lot of the great moments and um, somebody way more talented than me. It needs to get into their hands to, to put this together for us. Cause it was a beautiful thing. It was a romantic thing and God damn, it was special. Yeah. So um, I'd really love to have that. So yeah, if you're listening and, and have those abilities or know somebody that has those abilities, please let us know. Cause we don't know anybody that has those abilities. <laughs> So, yeah. Sam um, used up all of her special talents on fucking smoking turkeys <laughs> like a boss. Yeah, technology is not my thing. I can shoot my siren with my boss shot shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I want to say that I hope that Sven can return the favor one day, and I can't imagine. Um, sharing Sven and his old age with with anybody but but you guys and and recreating that one day so I I hope that this is a a tradition that can can last for a long time to come yeah and I I I hope it inspires more people to take a special hunt with their with their old bird dog yeah Um, especially if you've got a group of group of friends that also have old bird dogs like yeah let them do their thing yeah let them roll yeah yeah Yeah, i i do i i want i wonder about that like you know bird dogs my first bird dog um and you know i over the years i've definitely heard people talk about like oh yeah i've retired so and so and i retired so and so and i'm like i'm gonna hunt that dog until he dies right I'm gonna hunt that dog until he dies. Like I'm never gonna retire him. Yeah, I'm gonna, Jake, pick, I'm gonna pick and choose his hunts, but and, and limit the time and make sure that they're appropriate. Good yeah. and the t- but, topography is good, but like, yeah. don't ever retire your old dog, dude. No. But Katie, like, we we had that conversation on the prairie actually that night. Yeah. It was it was at one point one of my check ins where I was like. God, is everybody okay? Are these dogs okay? You know, do we even need to like just go get some water refills? How are we doing? How are they doing? And then you looked at me and you go, you know what? Like, if this, if he takes his last breath here, I'm okay with that. Like, I'd rather be here than on the linoleum in a vet yeah. clinic. So, and that's so true. I mean, if you could wish something for your dog, what a wish yeah let them hunt their hearts out yeah but thankfully so this the ending of the story to bird dog falling in the ditch like he's a he was okay he he hunted for another over an hour after that 
So no limping, no soreness. There he is laying on his brand new recliner. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the only better way to end this conversation would be if we all had whiskey in our hands. I know Katie's got a full cabinet of it. I am like three rooms away, um, but like we can toast. Yeah. I need to add a little more. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we should. We Sam, should. Sam's we gonna should, add a little more. Yeah, we should have a closing comments um, roundtable here. Closing comments. Sam, please start us off. Uh, closing comments. I would say this hunt was for sure the most special hunt I've ever been on in my entire life. Um, hunt the old bird dogs. Love on them. Keep your phones in your pockets take it all in it's pictures are nice but those memories when you're truly engulfed in the moment it's something special like i've been crying pretty much this whole podcast again because like i can't think about this hunt and everything that happened without tears coming down my face so i'm so glad jake took the pictures yes he, and I guess to add on to that, he said it was super special for him to just be kind of an outsider, if you will, watching uh, the five of us and the dogs. He said, you guys were so in the moment and having such a great time. He didn't care that I think his gun was broke open most of the time. Like <laughs> he didn't care that he what he didn't shoot a bird like it was so enjoyable for even him to just watch us enjoying the dogs and he's like it I've never been on a hunt like that that everybody is so excited for each other and just there so Mm -hmm. it's perfect yeah I can I can say like I'm not normally a cheer girl like I'm not I'm not a I'm not a hunt cheer girl yeah I'm not a woo girl I'm not a woo (laughs) I'm not either and I just but like I don't know. There was, there was nothing else you could do during that hunt than just be 100% in it and throwing, throwing your fist in the air. Yeah. Yelling. Fuck. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. At the top over and over that. again. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I got. Thanks, Sam. Anybody else got anything? Closing comments? Sam, I wish you a million happy years with Jake. I am so excited for your wedding this weekend and so grateful for your friendship and so in awe of your love. And thank you for coming out and being with us and sharing that moment those moments with us and sharing Jake with us and I just hope that you have the most amazing beautiful send off to your married life and congratulations I love you so much thank you I love you too appreciate that 
Yay. I second that. Cheers. Cheers to a lifetime of Jake and Sam chasing tail together. <laughs> chasing tail together. Sam and Jake. Mm. Man. I love you both. Like you and Jake and you guys together. Like just so you think like either of you couldn't be better than the person than you already are and more beautiful. Um, <clears throat> together you guys are. Yeah. Damn, what a team. I love it. And I love that I was able to be with both of you and, and witness yeah. that. No, it was everybody that I got a chance to hunt with. It was a super special thing. Um, I'm glad that last day we got to hunt with you and William. It was so good. Even with Porcupine, it was great. Yeah. great <laughs> <to watch. laughs> there were lots of it- porcupines that weekend. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I love too, though, like just in addition to that, and, and I'm not a big thing of like limits and bird sizes, except for when like your Brocco goes on this really amazing point <laughs> and then you see this wire hair fly from right field and take, take out a <laughs> massive sage grouse the size of a 75 pound turkey. Yeah. Um, but like, but besides that one, there were two other really big sage grouse and you and Jake were able to, to bag those. And, and I love that the two biggest sage grouse I've ever seen besides the 75 pound one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Those, that those two made their way to both of your final rise fest. I really, I really love that for you guys. Nope, and you're going to get them mounted, right? Yeah. To, nope. to... We dropped them off right away. So right. those beautiful birds. What an oh, amazing man. and iconic bird. Like really just like, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a bird. I, I, I don't know. I did. I know a lot of people don't like sage grouse, but I ate my sage grouse and I thought that it was delicious. They're delicious. Um, they are delicious. They yeah, only like, don't. They only don't like them if they're not preparing them right. Yeah, Just but gonna throw that out there. But it's one of those those species where it's like that bird would have been easily wholly lost if it weren't for a bunch of hunters that wanted conservation, right? Because right. that's an iconic bird to hunt. It's a beautiful bird. I loved holding that bird in my hands. I loved um, looking at it. Um, I got a couple of sage grouse. I did not get, my sage grouse were easily like maybe half to a third the size of the fucking bomber that Sam (laughs) and Sam's and Jake got. But just to like, look at that bird and be able to see like the, you know, the air sacs on them and touch the feathers and, and look at the whole that that whole bird to hold in your hand is, is such a cool such a cool bird like a cool bird very prehistoric looking uh in 24 hours 24 yeah. hours after being in the refrigerator it was still bleeding, still bleeding. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sh- shout out to the conservation organizations that are working on sage grouse the sage grouse yeah. initiative right like that's a uh, that it's, and, and the pheasants forever is actually like if you go on the sage grouse initiative website yeah. to to try to donate that it actually says go to pheasants forever and 
and donate there because it's forever quail forever put so much into the sage grouse yeah so yep but yeah and for for all the volunteer groups going out there and putting those white markers on the fences it's super important and i'm very appreciative of the work being done i keep looking at chloe going what are her closing thoughts (laughs) yeah I yeah, just gotta know what's in the headers <laughs> over there. Yeah, um, that was a that whole weekend, that whole hunt was a super like cathartic, full circle trip for me. Um, so I guess hunt the old dogs, hunt your old stomping grounds, um, and hunt into the sunset, and just keep going. Even if your feet hurt. (laughs) I love you, Chloe. I know. You're so awesome. I just can't wait to see you this weekend. Girls camp. Uh, I will say if you're not following Chloe uh, on Instagram, you're missing out on some amazing photography. Yeah, she takes beautiful pictures. Oh, gosh. I'm so glad that you kept your camera in your pocket and you just were there with us in every single second. But like, if, if you're looking for some really phenomenal, like you have a beautiful eye, Chloe, like you really are incredibly, incredibly talented and please include her Instagram handle in the show notes (laughs) because podcast listeners, you should be following Chloe and Ostrand because it's, yeah, you are beautiful. And the way that you capture women, Chloe, like, you know, some of the, the women in the, in the business, the women that own businesses, um, like, damn, like if, if I would allow myself to be in front of a camera, I can guarantee you it would be yours, you know, but Yeah. yeah, like, I love that for you. You're so talented and and I love this new season of your life that you're starting. You have a new studio and, um, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. But, um, something I talked to you guys before we start recording is I'm going to, I'm doing a podcast episode with each of you individually. Katie's been on here 75 times, so she, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I'm going to be doing one with Sam, one with Chloe and one with Stephanie, because, each of you women means so much to me. You're so special and you each have like this amazing story, really, really, really amazing personal stories that, um, that, that everybody needs to hear because you're going to inspire them because you inspire me. And, and I can't wait, I can't wait just to share that with everybody. So, um, before, I, at the end of this, I want everybody to, make sure you share your, your Instagram handles though, just so, so we can get that. But I want to hear closing comments first from, from Steph and um, Katie. Um, I guess I'll go first and, and say that find those friends that, you know, you can enjoy those incredible, beautiful silences with out in the field and you can be in awe of their their work and um, their beautiful dogs and embrace those moments um, because you don't know when you'll have them again. And 
we may not hunt together every single weekend of the season. It may just be for the first time or um, three times a year or three times a season, but, but find those, those people to have those moments with and, and take them home and, and embrace them. Yeah, you guys have heard enough from me tonight. Um, <laughs> Never. I feel like you have a story you need to share with us. <laughs> I just, I'm, uh, I'm in awe of the people that show up in my life. Like, I'm just in awe of the people that show up in my life. And um, friendship is a gift. It really is a gift. And uh, to have people in your life that accept you for who you are and um, are there for you in those moments, right? Like, I I didn't, you know, when we planned this hunt and it was like, oh yeah, Courtney and I are going to take these two old dogs out on the prairie. And then you know, I was heartbroken when Bisto died. I'd met him and he was a phenomenal dog. And I really, really wanted to take him out on the, on the, on the prairie. And I sort of just thought that it, that would be on me, right? Like who wants to hunt beho- behind a arthritic, old, blind, deaf dog. And so I figured <clears throat> be on my own for that, that the, the, those moments would exist on my own. And the fact that there was a group of, of people who were like, oh no, hell yeah. We know what this means to you and we love you. And so we know that what this means to you. And so we want to participate in it the same way that I wanted to be there for all of those other old dogs, right? Like, you know, I knew a little bit about, you know, James and Chloe and Shep and fuck yeah, I wanted to hunt over that dog. And I know about Remy and Jake and Sam. And fuck yeah, I want to hunt over that dog. And the same with like Carmen and Courtney, right? Like, and so to find a group of people that aren't, like it stops being about the bag limit or like what you get or what you don't it's about being in that moment and like walking out across the prairie with like five people that I love and adore that love and adore me and I love and adore their dogs and they love and adore my dogs and and it wasn't about like I think that I mean it's amazing that we got a bunch of birds that was awesome but I think we would have had the same good time if we had gotten zero birds, right? Mm-hmm. If we walked out there and, you know, that, that to me is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a life well lived. It's a life well lived. On top of that, find you some friends that will tell you when the bumps are coming in the road. So when you're putting on your mascara, <laughs> mascara all over your face. <laughs> yeah i love it well thank you all for coming on thank you for inviting us out on that 
incredible, huh? Yeah. I'm, I'm just grateful, like, you know, that we have this platform to kind of be able to share things like this, you know, and, and ultimately it comes down to like, yeah, this is why, because yeah. these, these are the stories, these are the stories that matter. It's who cares about all the other stuff? Like, this is what it's about because it's, it's the dogs and it's the people and it's the birds and the land and the landowners like that's all great too but like it really comes down to I love doing this because of the dogs and because of people like you and I'm I'm so grateful that we can share that I'm grateful that we shared that together but I'm super grateful that we can share this with everybody who chooses to push play yeah (laughs) <laughs> play, man. Play. <laughs> yeah so i hope i hope people made it the two and a half hours and, and <laughs> don't forget to support the conservation organizations of the birds you chase after and the lands in which you hunt if you could everybody please go around and tell us how we can find you on social media uh, you can find me on Instagram at at Sam Snide Five. Are you still going to be that in a couple days? Uh, I I don't know what my new one would be. So for a okay. while, yeah. Otherwise, I can think of a few that would entail some bird slaying. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm just like you know, next year people are going to yeah. type that in if they're new to the podcast, and then it says no user found. Yeah, I mean, I hate for that to happen. We might need to think about that one, Sam. Might have to update some show notes later. But Sam, Sam the Slayer. I feel like that could just be it. <laughs> Sam Slays. <laughs> Instagram handle at Sam Slays. I mean, I don't know. That might be taken. Don't don't search that. Probably, yeah, don't search that. <laughs> All right, Chloe. Uh at Chloe Nostram on Instagram. I'll spell that. It's C-H-L-O-E-N-O-S-T-R-A-N-T. Perfect. And I am at Steph Walton Filipczak. And that's Filipczak, F-I-L-I-P-C-Z-A-K. Got it? It's Polish. (laughs) <laughs> not awkward it's not awkward at all not no. awkward at all <laughs> yeah and see see what steph did there sam so instead of like stephanie walton yeah then like she just added another name to it yeah so you Marty, should still be able to find me so yeah. you were you were born a bastion <laughs> <laughs> i just make things easy i like simplicity yeah Vogel. My maiden name is Vogel, which in German means bird. Wow. Super cool. Isn't it? Courtney Bird. Courtney Bird. Bird. You'll find me at Courtney Bird. (laughs) But no user found. No user found. (laughs) (laughs) But you actually probably won't find me there. No. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm Katie Willis and I am at Traveling Pup. Uh, which is spelled incorrectly, so I can't really throw too much shade on anybody. That's T-R-A-V-L-E-N-P-U-P. Um, but yeah, 
U P. P U P. I know, but U P. U P. Do you know um, if you're uh, an American when you go in the bathroom and you're American in when you come out of the bathroom, what are you when you're in the bathroom? European. 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 <laughs>